Glad to have you. The Bill Michaels Show. Hour number two on this Thursday. Reminder, coming up tonight, the Happy Hour live stream gets underway. Subscribe for free on YouTube or follow us on the Facebook fan page or over on Twitch TV. But subscribe for free on YouTube and it can pop up. But tonight we're going to be live from Road America, 5 o'clock, for about, you know, half hour, 45 minutes. Just a little conversation. But we're going to talk about everything that's racing going on, not only in the in the area up in Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin, but also in the state of Wisconsin as well. But IndyCar coming back again this year, the NASCAR and the Xfinity Series coming back, Superbikes are coming back, Vintage Car. The Vintage Weekend in Elkhart Lake is so cool because the cars go downtown, they drive around. I mean, it's just, it's it's not like, it would be the same as if you had IndyCars pulling up outside the Oosthof, you know? It's like, Wow. Here we go. The vintage cars. They drive those things everywhere. It's great. And uh, so you got all kinds of stuff. IMSA coming to Road America. So uh, if you uh, are interested in racing at all, or maybe just interested in uh, a weekend getaway to go have some fun. Big old tailgate for three, four days. Check out our friends at Road America. We're going to have the happy hour live stream coming up tonight. Five o'clock. There you go. So the uh, Mike Vassallo, uh, the PR department, over with the Milwaukee Brewers. The Brewers are 16-5 and five over the last 21 games. 13-3 and three over their last 16 games. And they are 7-1 and one over their last uh, eight games. And they have got uh, two straight wins. 7-1 and one over their last eight games. 16-5 and five over their last 21. 13-3 and three over their last 16. Now, which is huge. When you look at the statistics, yes, I get it, 100%. However, let's sit here and be honest with ourselves. They uh, they played Philadelphia, Pittsburgh twice. Ever since they lost two to St. Louis, they uh, they lost the uh, they won the last one against St. Louis. They swept Pittsburgh, took two out of three from Philadelphia, beat or excuse me, lost to San Francisco in that one one off game. Back at American Family Field, they lost that one 4-2. Then they swept Pittsburgh. They beat the Cubs two out of three. And now you would assume, just because they're just so bad, that they're about to sweep the Cincinnati Reds. And in doing so, uh, now take this into consideration as well. They beat the Pirates 12-8, to 3-1, 3-2. Beat Chicago 11-1, to 9-1. Then turned around, and lost two to nothing to the Cubs, six to three to Cincinnati. They won, and then eighteen to four. So over the last few weeks, I guess is the best way to put it, when it comes to the Brewers, and uh, and also the run differential. Remember, they were a team that was in the negative for a while. They are now plus thirty six. Now eighteen of that, those runs. Uh, which really, in, in all honesty, is four, plus 14, came last night. So they were plus 22 prior to last night. But still, offensively, they have picked up. We've seen explosions as of late. So things have been better. The Cubs plus 20, or excuse me, the Cardinals plus 24. Everybody else negative. Cincinnati, now I know we, we talk about run differential not meaning a whole lot when it comes to Major League Baseball. So you've got uh, the Washington Nationals. They're bad, 9-17. and 17. They're minus 28, okay? 
You got the Kansas City Royals, 8 and 15, minus 39. Baltimore Orioles, 9 and 16, minus 23. These teams are at the bottom of their division. Okay? The Cincinnati Reds at 3 and 21 are minus 82, and they have now lost eight straight. Man, that was once a proud franchise. You know, when you see like the Yankees down, we kind of dance on their grave a little bit because they're just they they they've won so many championships and they're just so arrogant about it, right? Uh, it was good to see Tampa Bay have a rise. I would love to see Baltimore, a storied franchise, eventually rise back to prominence. They just haven't done Boston. Boston's ten and fifteen. They're five games under. They're eight games out already. As the Yankees are just beating the hell out of everybody except for Toronto. Meanwhile, you got Minnesota, the Central. Eh, you know, you'd like to see Cleveland become a, a dom- more dominant team consistently. The White Sox have always had their their you know place in that division. But you look at teams like Kansas City and Detroit, who had proud franchises, and they just stink. They just stink. Same with the Oakland A's. Oakland A's, Texas Rangers. You know, they've been proud franchises. They stink. You know, the Nationals. They're new. Nobody cares. The Phillies. The Phillies have had a proud franchise for years. They stink. They're not a good baseball team. You know, you got Arizona. They're more of a Johnny-come-lately. But you look at the Giants. Giants, Colorado, nah, not so much Colorado. But the Dodgers, Giants and the Dodgers, long-time rivalry. Two and a half games separate those teams. That that West division, pretty solid all in all. I mean, the Arizona Diamondbacks are 13-13. and 13. They're four and a half games back. Not a bad way to go. You know, the West is a pretty competitive division. St. Louis is right there. The Cubs are the lovable losers. Everybody loves to hate them because their fans are so obnoxious. But Pittsburgh was once a proud franchise. But the very first Major League Baseball team ever was the Cincinnati Reds, and their franchise has been crap. I mean, pathetic crap for years. Man. Uh, 877-867-1670. Our buddy Chris says, uh, good morning. Finally made it back home. Chris, uh, over the road truck driver, by the way, took a nap uh, on, <laughs> on the treadmill now. And two hours back up to lacrosse to pick up uh, the new uh, sophomore student going to go uh, to the Brewers game. Hell yeah. Uh, Jerry Jones got into a car accident yesterday, was taken to the hospital, hopefully minor injuries. Uh, pillow fight with the nurses, we would assume. <laughs> I could see that. Jerry, we're going to keep you for observation. Bring me some brisket. I need some brisket. <laughs> You better not pillow fight with anybody who end up paying them $3 million for whatever reason is remains unknown. You know? Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Yeah, Jerry Jones in a minor car accident. He is back home resting comfortably. Nobody knows if he was driving. Nobody knows if it was his fault or the, uh, the other driver's fault. But, uh, yeah, if you didn't hear that today, Jerry Jones overnight in a uh, car accident down in Dallas. I want to know what kind of car Jerry drives. That's what I want to know. Got to find that out. What kind of car is Jerry cruising around in? Um, James says, it doesn't matter if it's against the Reds. The offense is woken up. Uh, Darren says, you calling it like it is. The impressive uh, thing is Uke is 88 years old. Think about that for a moment. 88-year-old man calling Major League Baseball games and still pretty sharp, very impressive. Uke is... Is he's lost some of the 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 excitement sometimes, but yeah, no, you're you're right. 
88 years old, still getting it done. How late did how long did Vin Scully call games? Wasn't Vin in his 90s? Ben, do you remember? I think so. I'm checking now. 88 is when he retired in 2016. Vin Scully retired at 88? Yeah. Really? You could keep going. Scully called games from 1949 to 2016. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. Vin Scully, um, he, now I'll say this, Uke moves a lot better than Vin Scully does. Uke moves a lot better. Vin Scully, by the end, was really struggling to move. Um, Uke, Uke moves around still pretty good. He's still, he's still uh, not to say he's going to get out there and throw batting practice anytime soon, but uh, he still moves pretty good. This is disastrous for the Reds. <laughs> I love that. That's fantastic. And it's true. Calling it like it is. It's terrible. Reds stink on ice. Bad baseball team. Uh, by the way, in the game today, uh, going to the Hill, uh, when you got the Brewers and the Reds coming up, uh, 12-40 first pitch, Adrian Hauser goes to the Hill today against Hunter Green. Hunter Green is one of those young up-and-comer, up-and-coming hopefuls for Cincinnati. So he's 1-3 with a 6 ERA. Adrian Hauser has been solid 2-2, two and 253 two, ERA. Matchup today out at American Family Field. Um, Nick says the A's attendance numbers have been embarrassing this season. They only drew 2,000 fans on Monday against the Rays. It, we were talking about that. It's, the stadium's bad. It's not a good baseball team. Uh, it, it would be. It would thrive in other divisions. It's just not a good baseball team. And when I say thrive, it would be competitive. I'm not saying that it's you know going to be by any stretch of the imagination um, outstanding in any of the other divisions. But the A's in general right now, 10 and 15, five games under, five and a half games back out in the uh, the West. They're still competitive, and they're negative 14 in run differential. They've lost six in a row. I get it. Okay, think about that. They were at one point 10 and nine, a game over 500. And not bad off. And since then, they've lost six in a row, and they've completely fallen off. Um, I thought they'd be more competitive in the division. They still have a chance to kind of turn this whole thing around. But you're right, 2,000 people. 2,000 people. That's it. Um, I know they love their Oakland. The loss of the Raiders, that was a, a team that was completely and thoroughly a fabric of that community. I understand that. The Raiders meant more than the Ra- than the uh, Oakland A's did. Okay, I understand it, right? Um, however, the A's have a long. I mean, the A's go back to the '60s. I think even before that, for that community, and to see them be this, they need a stadium desperately. That place is an armpit, and they just won't spend the money. They just won't do it. I understand the taxes are high in California, but maybe it, it just takes another team to leave and say, you know what, we just we're not gonna stay. This is a, a community that's not gonna support us. It's a state that's almost unlivable. The taxes out here are such re- so ridiculous, so incredibly ridiculous. Golden State left. 
They moved across the bay. They're over in San Francisco now. You know, the Giants had to beg, bleed, plead, Paro and steal damn near to get their stadium redone. Same thing with uh, the 49ers. But they weren't going to let the 49ers go from San Francisco. But Oakland, psh, not going to do it. Not the same money, not the same community. But it's just ridiculous to live out there. I mean ridiculous. And if they lose the A, so be it. I don't like it. I don't like it when teams jump around and they have to leave communities because communities, there's a lot of people that just absolutely positively love the sport and, and they support their teams. But they, they'll they probably end up looking for a city soon. I know that uh, there's been some talk about Nashville. There's been some talk about I me, mean, even Montreal again coming up uh, as a team that wouldn't mind or as a city that getting baseball back. They've already lost it once. Uh, but I got to think that you look at a place like Vegas. Vegas is going to say, "Bring it. We'll we'll be we'll be Oakland East. We'll take it. Take the A's. Take the Raiders. We got the Golden Knights. We're ready. You know, we're a major league city. No longer is is Vegas just a visitable town because you want to go gamble and have a lot of debauchery. I mean, it's it's now a place where people are moving, people are living, people are staying. You know, it's not a tra- as as transient a town as it used to be. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up this portion of the program, brought to you by our friends at the Water Doctors. Uh, you got John Atley and the guys from the Water Doctors who are just simply fantastic. And they were over at my house uh, Monday. No, excuse me, Tuesday, Tuesday. And I'm looking to get a water heater because my water heater is huge and it looks like it's from Biosphere 3. It's, it's massive and I want to get into a... And a, a water heater, an instant water heater, an electric water heater. And they do that. They come over and they look at this and, and they just give you the evaluations. They give you the estimates. Uh, but then they hook it up with your water softening system. And it, it's it's just so economical. It is so refreshing. It is so – you watch the shower head just clear up of all the chemical deposits and the calcium. Same thing with your faucets. And then the reverse osmosis. Uh, zero taste. Water's not supposed to taste like anything. Zero taste, just refreshing. And I can even tell because the ice cubes in my ice maker are clear. That's the way it's supposed to be with pure water. Can't say enough about the water softening system and the Connecticut water softening system from the water doctors. Go to h2theletterodoctors.com. That's h2theletterodoctors.com. Or call them. Call John and the whole gang, 262-549-7733. 32. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show is next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Glad to have you, the uh, friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, your hometown team, if you will, uh, reminding you that, uh, I'll tell you this, look, uh, there's a whole thing here, there's a whole script here written uh, that we're supposed to follow and all that kind of stuff, you know, because they are a big sponsor and they want to get their word out and their message out, but I'll say this, I, uh, I, I have these. So unlike other hosts that talk about Pella, and I'm not knocking Pella, and I'm not knocking other hosts, but I actually have them. I've got them in my house, and um, I, I had a, a buddy of mine stop by yesterday uh, when I was telling you I was doing all kinds of different stuff around the house, and he came in and he said, you know, hey, let me uh, let me take a let me take a legit look at these windows, okay? Am I am I full of crap or not? 
And so I brought him up into the office and I took him downstairs where there is a comparison. It's it's the only patio door in the house that remains that is not a Pella window and door. Okay? It's the only one left. So I took him downstairs and I said, here you go. Here's the comparison. And it was a no-brainer. It was a no-brainer. When you look at the difference between Pella windows and doors of Wisconsin, Pella, the product, and what I had in the home, which was a good product, it, it's, it just doesn't compare. It, it just doesn't. There's so many. They have six different lines. There's not many manufacturers. And the reason I bring this up is because this buddy of mine is saying, is this for real? And he's thinking about getting some new windows and an entry door uh, redo in the front of his house because he's got a bay window that's leaking. And I said, here it is. Just go look. So I've got a bay window, Pella windows. Crank it open, crank it closed, lock it. Both locks work, which his, his don't even lock anymore. He puts, pushes down the levers. They both lock. No problem. Very easy. You can do it with one finger if you choose to do so. The blinds and everything that we got for him were perfect. Um, everything was just good. And he sat in the window, in the bay window. It's like, okay, no bounce. You know, the window doesn't feel like it's going to fall out of the front of the house. And then he went downstairs to the patio door, and he moved the patio door. It's like, wow, this is a really heavy, thick door. But it moves real easy. And I said, I, I don't know how they do it. Look, when they installed it, I thought the same thing. It took two or three guys to pick the door up. It's that big and heavy. But you can move it with one finger. You can just feel it, though. It's just, it's just a different level of quality. And whether it's the vinyls, the impervia, which is like a, the hardest substance, like fiberglass, uh, or the wood windows, which is what I have. They've got from traditional to contemporary, three different really nice wood type uh, of frames and such. It's fantastic, and I can't say it enough. And when I get testimonials like that, when people come over and say, oh, my God, these are the real deal, that's better than any commercial that I could possibly do for Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. So I'm, I'm telling you, if you're thinking about it at all, call my friends at Pella Windows and Doors, 855-PELLA-WI. That's 855-PELLA-WI. Or, or go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. Go to the website. Set up a free consultation. It doesn't cost you anything. A free consultation means free consultation. And you can pick the hardware. You can pick roll screens. You can pick slider windows, whatever it is. I just got the basic crank windows. But if you want something different, go for it. But they are just fantastic. And that's our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Welcome back to the program. Glad to have you. So uh, good news for those of you that have been following the Josh Hader saga, wondering why he was not pitching. First of all, he had some back spasms. Craig Council said before the game yesterday that they didn't know if he would be available last night, but he was working through some back issues, getting therapy for it, uh, core work. We saw him last night starting to stretch. Had he indeed been needed at all for last night's contest, uh, he probably, you know, could have could have gone if they would have, you know, chosen him to do so. Instead, Suter comes in. <laughs> he could have given up 47 runs. Uh, they still probably would have ended up beating Cincinnati in the bottom of the ninth. But uh, nevertheless, they didn't need him yet. But he is available today. So good news for the Milwaukee Brewers. Josh Hader is available today. So some good stuff there. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up. Please feel free to go ahead and give us a shout. We'd love to hear from you. So here's something for you. Here's something for you. It's way too early. It's way too early. But we're going to do it anyway. MLB.com. 
Uh, Will Light, 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 I think, or Late, I can't remember his name. Uh, but regardless, there's a story written over at MLB.com, and it's the early, early, early candidate for MVP on each team so far. And my first thought is, oh, well, MVP candidate, Rowdy Telez. And it's not. I can't argue with it. It's Josh Hader. They've got Josh Hader listed as the MVP candidate uh, for the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, It said, pick your Brewers pitcher at this point, Corbin Burns, totally fine. He's been dominant since a rough opening day, but since then he's been lights out. Hader, given up only two hits and has finished off every game that he's appeared in. And he's the same guy. Nothing changes. He just comes in, does the job, walks out. Very few over his career hiccups in the road. It happens. Every every reliever, every closer is going to lose a, lose a an opportunity. It happens. We're all going to expect it. It's going to happen. We're going to be stunned by it. And then we're going to go, okay, he'll come back and get the next one. Right? Right. Um, but you got to look at Rowdy Telez, right? Don't you have to look at Rowdy and go, holy mackerel, this guy, he's getting the job done too. So if you had to pick an early favorite to be the MVP of the Milwaukee Brewers, who would it be? Who would it be? Now, here's another thing to think about, okay? Could you give it to a guy like Andrew McCutcheon? Rowdy Teles hitting 267, seven home runs, RBIs, 21 of them. Andrew McCutcheon, 14, hitting 242, a couple of home runs. Then again, Andrew McCutcheon has 20 more at-bats than Rowdy Teles. So, no, not going to go with Andrew McCutcheon. Not going to happen. Rowdy Telez would probably be the guy. He'd be the guy. You go to the pitching aspect of this thing, absolutely. You look at Corbin Burns, 32 and two-thirds innings pitched. He's got a whip of .73 as a starter. A 193 ERA, unheard of. Until you go down, down, down. Now, I get it, 32 and two-thirds versus nine and a third. But then again, he's got 10 save opportunities or 10 saves on the season. He's 10 for 10. Josh Hader's been lights out. Nine and a third innings, a whip of .64, and has not given up a run. Trevor Gott, by the way, now think about this. He's got the exact same whip of .64 as Josh Hader with a 193 ERA. Trevor Gott's been good. He's got nine and a third innings, same thing. It's amazing how good the pitching staff has been. So who would be your early odds-on favorite to be the MVP of the Milwaukee Brewers? Is it Hader? Is it Corbin Burns? Is it Rowdy Telez? Or is there somebody else by the end of the season that you're going to be looking at going, wow, because right now the guy that leads all of of the Brewers in at-bats is Andrew McCutcheon, who's having a hell of a year. Think about that. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Who would be your MVP, Ben? 
It's interesting because I think I, I'm going to put Hater aside, even though he's been tremendous. I think what Corbin Burns has done, even though he took a loss against the Cubs, gave up two earned through seven, like he, he's been ridiculous on the mound. He's been their mm-hmm. best pitcher, probably the best in the league next to Scherzer. I'm going to go to because it's an offense that hasn't been clicking for the most part. They click against the bad teams, but his OPS is up near a thousand. He's hitting for power last seven days, average around 400 four home runs. Like he is the consistent guy with Adamas in the lineup right now. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go him. Yeah, I see. I Roddy Telez has had some big nights. Don't get me wrong, but I think consistency wise, he just always smokes the ball. We go back to the percentages that we just gave you at the beginning of the show. When you look at the exit velocity, and you look at how hard he's hitting it, how, how much he's barreling up a baseball, almost per at bat, his above average level of contact, everything he's doing at the plate has been fantastic. Roddy Telez, and then remember, go back to when we did that comparison uh, for the money. When you looked at uh, other teams that spent big money in the offseason and, and picked up guys like Freddie. Now, Freddie Freeman's obviously an incredibly solid player, but for the money, the best first baseman in the business right now, you would assume, is Rowdy Telez, right? I mean, that's – that's when you, when you start – again, it, it just – when you start to think about some of the buttons that David Stearns pushes and you think to yourself – because at the beginning of the season, we kept saying – the sinkhole was first base. Got to find a first baseman with power. Got to find Now, last night, that throw from Adamas in the hole, when Adamas backhanded that ball, spun around and threw, Rowdy Telez, he defensively, he looked like a dancing bear over there. That, that, that should now, it was a tough play. 100% agree with that. Tough play, but he had his feet all screwed up. He was trying to backhand a baseball on a one hop. You can't do that. You got to get the arm out and stab it. And instead, he had his feet to the point where he had his back to the play, trying to backhand it with one eye, and it just it it just looked awkward. It looked bad. But I, but man, when you, you when you look at what Rowdy Telez brings to the table, you, I don't think you can complain anymore. You can't say, well, they need to go out and find themselves a first baseman. Castellanos, Schwarber, Freddie Freeman, and Rizzo, three hundred. And $73 million between them. Castellanos, Schwarber, Freeman, and Rizzo. $373 million between those guys. Between those four guys. Rowdy Telez. $1.94 million. Under $2 million a year. And that's the kind of productivity you're getting out of them. That's fantastic. That's amazing. That David Stearns was able to get them, sign them, and bring him in and say, look, we got faith in you. Let's see what happens. And he's making the most of it. The only thing I would like to see about Rowdy Telez, I don't want to see him lose strength, but I'd love to see him on, uh, uh, if he lost maybe 15 or 20 pounds, picked up the pace a little bit, a little more nimble on the, on the feet, he'd be unbelievable. Because he's always, if you go back and l- listen to guys talk about the beginning of his career, he's always barreled up the ball. He's always hit the ball hard. He never had a problem actually hitting the baseball in the majors. It was always big dude, and others are going to play a little bit better than him, and now he's finding his his stroke, but that's it, man. Rowdy Telez for the money, pound for pound, literally, better than all those first basemen. 877-867-1670-877-867-1670. Hey, don't forget, Pete Doherty uh, of the Green Bay Press-Gazette going to join us coming up in the noon hour today. Also, Kevin Holden, CBS 58. 
Uh, we're going to talk about that MVP discussion with him when it comes to baseball. We'll talk a lot of baseball with Kevin today as well. So stay tuned for those a little bit later on. And don't forget, uh, they're going to flip over on many of these stations to baseball later today. And if you want to stay listening to the program, then by all means, do it. Download the app, uh, which is WOZN, The Zone Out of Madison. The Zone of Madison. Download the app. Put it on your phone now. That way you can watch the game and still listen to the show and all the commentary coming up after the fact. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. If you are going to get any work done, whether it be maybe a canvas awning out in front of your business, if you're going to do something, say, for your boat, whether it's a canopy, like a bimini top, or if you can do some, uh, you know, flooring or what have you, maybe you're a company that wants to get all your office chairs recovered. Rather than going out and buying all new office furniture, Maybe, just maybe, you decide to get everything recovered. There's a great guy. He's up in Wausau. His name's Dwayne. It's Dwayne's Cover It All. They do it all. And I'm telling you, companies are finding out about this guy, and he's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Started in a small shop years and years ago when I first met him, and now he's continuing to grow. And it's been great. It's been a great success story for a small business owner in the state of Wisconsin. Wisconsin's best canvas, upholstery, and bow cover provider Whatever you need, you name it, they got it. They can do it. 715-870-2119. 715-870-2119. That's our buddy Dwayne at Dwayne's Cover It All in Wausau. Good stuff. Uh, ben, do you get into F1 at all, Formula One racing? No. I've watched the Netflix show a few times, but I don't follow it. It has, like, blown up in popularity. Um, I'm watching today, um, like right now, you know, Sports Center is doing some stuff on F1 racing. F1, uh, they're doing the Miami Grand Prix this weekend, which is coming up. And they do Indianapolis as well. They do the road course in Indianapolis. But F1, I don't know. Now, I, I love racing. I, I love going to the races and being a part of it. I love the IndyCar races. Uh, I know Indy is still pretty much king. But F1 is taking taking over. F1 is becoming like the glamour of of racing. Uh, NASCAR is still kind of the Americanized sport of racing. And NASCAR is huge, you know, obviously here because it doesn't travel the world. But F1 is, is big everywhere. F1 is kind of like the, 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 the soccer of racing. You know, F1, they've been doing it over overseas for a long time, and F1 is becoming popular here, and a lot because of the Netflix series. So they're going to be in Miami this weekend. And again, it's the inaugural F1 Miami Grand Prix, and uh, it is becoming a, a, a huge viewership sport when it comes to the race world. People are really going to – it's almost – when IndyCar was at its height, it was just before IndyCar – and cart uh when indycar split and cart became a thing and then it was indycar and cart and they had the rivaling bodies and some of the bigger names left and went to cart it killed indycar 
um, the the guy Tony. I can't remember the guy's name. He was the guy that used to be the t- track president and the president of IndyCar down in Indianapolis. And he was just kind of a. Don't get me wrong. He put a lot of money and renovation into the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, but he was kind of a weenie. He just he ran it kind of his own little kingdom. Pissed everybody off. And then they got him out of there. Cart failed. Uh, the racers then went back to the IndyCar. And Cart has never really gained its prominence. And it, don't get me wrong, IndyCar is still unbelievably popular. But what is really coming on in the States in racing is Formula One, is the F1 racing. And uh, it's it's just uh, it's big coming up this weekend. Um you know, they're doing the same Netflix-type show with golf this year. Now, it's not going to come out for a while, but they're doing the same kind of film work and behind-the-scenes work mm-hmm. with most of the players. The other thing uh, about the F1 is they're doing just a couple of races this year. Um, I think, if I'm not mistaken, it's Miami, obviously, this weekend. I think there's one more. I think they're. I, I think it's Texas. I think they're going to do, but I know next year the big talk is they're going to race down the front strip in Vegas. They're wow. actually closing down the, the the Vegas strip in front of all the casinos. They're going to build stands out front, and then everybody's going to want a room in a lot of those high-rise hotels and casinos, and they're they're throwing parties on all these balconies and bleachers and all this different stuff, and they're going to race down the strip of Vegas. You don't get much more glitz and glam than racing right there on South Beach, around South Beach, and then racing down the Vegas Strip. I mean, you talk about making a splash in America. F1 has become huge, and there's a de- growing demand for it. Um, I got to think, because uh, I, I just got to, and the reason I, I bring this up is because Jonathan sent me a tweet saying, hey, do you think um, F1 will ever come to Road America? I don't know. I would say it's a tremendous track, and I think I, I love Road America. I think Road America is is um, one of the best places in the world to go and watch a race, one of the best places to race. Um, I think it's just between the up and down of the hills and the kettles and coming up a hill, a steep climb up to the straightaway, which is the start-finish line. I think it's fantastic. Tight turns. you got to be very methodical about it. A lot of time it depends on your pit crew to be able to win a race there. I think it has everything. Uh, I just And it's four miles. It's a little just a, just a hair over four miles long. Um, but I, I, don't th- I think they like the glitz and glam of racing in cities. So I don't think – I think I could see them racing in L.A., uh, and then getting stuck in traffic on the 110. Uh, I can see them racing in New York. I, I, I can see them wanting to conquer the big cities. And I can see them racing on the lake or something to that extent down around Chicago. I just don't see, um, I don't see them racing at Road America. It, it could happen. Don't get me wrong. And we'll talk about it tonight. Because tonight we're actually going to be at Road America for the Happy Hour live stream, don't forget. So that's going to come up tonight. But racing next year down the Vegas Strip, and I believe that race, if I'm not mistaken, I think that race is in the evening or mid-afternoon and evening. And so that is going to be, um, <laughs> you talk about the glitz and the glam and the, light, the nightlife of Vegas. 
as you have F1 cars flying by, I that's got to be cool. So, but F1 is becoming huge, man. As a huge. non-racing fan, though, it's stuff like that, like racing down the strip, that'll make me watch, right? Right. Like, it's right. never something they're, they're, I grew up with, so I never exactly. would have watched a Road America race before, but knowing that they're going to go down South Beach or go down the strip, that'll make me watch it 100%. Mm-hmm. Nope, 100%. I, I completely agree. It's just unique. It's different. I get it. So, no, I 100%. If you want to call in, you can feel free to go ahead and do so. If you want to chime in, you can hit us up on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels. Follow me there, at Bill underscore Michaels. At Ben Z. Kenny as well. At Ben Z. Kenny. By the way, the uh, the Twitter question of the day over on Ben's site, who the early frontrunner is for the Milwaukee Brewers. Josh Hader, Corbin Burns, Roddy Telez, or other or other Yelich and uh, Rowdy Rowdy, well, not Yelich. I can't put Yelich up there. I couldn't do that. He's just now started to hit the ball. He hasn't done it all season long. Rowdy Telez, by the way, forty three percent after last night's performance, running away with it. Josh Hader twenty six twenty six for Corbin Burns and five for other. How about this? Uh, early season MVP is the rest of the NL Central. <laughs> the existence yeah. of the Reds, right? Yeah, the the Reds are just good God. Good God. By the way, let me see this for a second. Um, <laughs> so the article for Major League Baseball is MLB.com. talks about the early front runners for each team to be the MVP. Uh, it talks about the car, uh, the Cardinals with their third baseman, Nolan Arenado. Um, you got uh, Hayes with the Pirates. And obviously Josh Hader with the Brewers. And it's a tough decision there. And then you get down to the Reds, and it says, and I, there's a whole paragraph written about Josh Hader's, Hader, where it says, pick your Brewers pitcher. Corbin Burns is totally a fine pick. He's been dominant. Uh, after a rough opening day, Hader has given up only a couple of hits and has finished off every game in which he's appeared. He's the same guy as ever. Okay, that's, the, that's what's written about Josh Hader and the pick for the Brewers. You go to the Reds. <laughs> I kid you not, it says, Alex Diaz, yeah, finding a Red, who is thriving right now, difficult. That's it. There's nothing more written about that Reds team. That's how bad they suck. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Um, what else do we have here? Uh, you know what? Let's do this. We'll step away. Really say, folks. Nothing. Nothing. It's disastrous. Um, really, this is disastrous for the Reds. Just uke. Chiming in. How are we looking? More of the Bill Michaels Show next. This is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Bill Michael Show. Doing it. All the way up until 2 o'clock today and then tonight, starting at 5, we're going to pack it up and head up and do the Happy Hour live stream live from Road America in Victory Lane. And we are brought to you by a lot of our on-site broadcasts are brought to you by a lot of great people, uh, one of them being the best veteran-owned company, uh, small business that only opened up a couple of years ago uh, right here in the ba- our backyard of Wisconsin, Burn Pit Barbecue, burnpitbbq.com. 
That is burnpitbbq.com. Uh, we've, you know, I've talked at plenty about the guys. If you're going to do, whether it's, you know, the barbecue sauces, the rubs, the hot sauces, different types, they're, they're fantastic. I mean, they really, truly are. I don't just say this because they're sponsored. I use them. So it's really, really good. But uh, just the other day, uh, I got a nice email from a lady who said that she had heard about it. I uh, emailed them, bought the product, got it within a couple of days. Nice note that came along with it. Uh, saying thank you and all that kind of stuff, handwritten, which you don't see hardly at all anymore. A lot of just really good stuff, customer service-wise, in regards to our friends over there at Burn Pit Barbecue. So go to burnpitbbq.com and Greg and Ben and everybody over there. They're just really, really good people. So thanks to them for being a part of the program. Again, burnpitbbq.com. That's burnpitbbq.com, burnpitbbq.com. Um, the... Uh, Pac fan says there's no bleeping way F1 will ever race at Road America. Why? I mean, I gave a lot of the reasons why. I said, look, they're they're bigger. They're they're you know they like they, they like the glitz and glam of Miami and Vegas and Texas and all of that. But why? Road America. Everybody else races there. It's not a bad place. It's not, you know, other than not having the glitz and the glam of the city. That I get. I understand that argument. But but when you say that, why do you say that? Um, Anthony says uh, they won't race at Road America until Road America builds a garage area. Plus, there is no... Uh, there is no Sam's Fifth Avenue and Elkhart Lake or Saks Fifth Avenue and Elkhart Lake, I, aka the glitz and glamour. The glitz and glamour, I understand. I agree with that. Um, the garage area. When you say they won't race there until they build a garage, are you crazy? They don't have garages in Miami on the Miami uh, down in South Beach. They don't have garages on the Vegas Strip. That has nothing to do with it. The glitz and the glam aspect of it, I completely get. 100%. You're right. Not not taking anything away there. But as if it's some kind of a, a subpar racetrack, you're crazy. It's it's the, the way they've upgraded this thing year after year after year. It's considered one of the premier racetracks. Just an FYI. And, and last year, when both IndyCar and NASCAR raced there, that was one of the only races during a pandemic where they said, no, we're not, you don't have to worry about being this spread out on this many acres and this many turns and this many twists and this much area that you have for patrons, they weren't going to worry about mandates and such because it's just such a vast expanse of property that it's good vistas almost anywhere you go with enough around the track to, amenity-wise to make everybody happy between camping, RVing, electrical sites. That's the one thing they need to improve on is the electrical sites around the, around the place for RVs and such that I will give you. But other than that, there's, there, there is nothing, nothing wrong with that. And NASCAR did not demand a garage. They built a garage years ago. The garage is basically to house certain things, but the cars themselves, they still, those are all attached to the semis and the trailers and everything that bring those cars in for the car carriers. So no, it's, it's not about building garages for them. That's not it, because they don't have any garages in Vegas, and they don't have them in Miami. 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, please feel free to do so. Coming up next, Pete Doherty of the Green Bay Press-Gazette. We haven't talked to him.
in a while. We've got to talk to him a little bit about this Packers team and about the Packers draft and what he's thinking. So we'll talk some Packers football coming up in a little bit. And then also our buddy uh, Kevin Holden from CBS 58 is going to be here. We'll talk about this just power surge the Brewers are going through right now. Now, granted, they're facing some pretty craptastic teams and uh, a team in the Cincinnati Reds who just can't seem to throw the ball over the plate. So it's relatively easy when you know they got to come to you with pitches again and again. But uh, that being said, the uh, uh, Pac fan, you obviously have not ever been to a race at Road America. When you say why, because they get 500,000 people uh, that go to the races on the weekends. Okay, you just, that's not a reason because Road America can handle more than that. Just an FYI. <laughs> you obviously have never been to Road America. Um, stay tuned, though. We're going to talk some Packer football when we come back. I'm more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.